You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross Vogel, your host, and this is episode number 180. Today, I am sharing a really important topic that I get questions about almost every day, and it is how to increase productivity and ramp up time when you're onboarding new team members. Now, this is relevant. I mean, we can use that term team member very loosely. So it can be a contractor, it can be someone who will be freelancing for you, it can be a volunteer for a nonprofit or a W-2 employee. So it doesn't matter what kind of team member they will be, these strategies will help you have a much better onboarding process and experience for both you, the rest of your team, and that new team member. Let me dive right in because you know that your bigger, bolder impact requires that aligned team. How do they get aligned? Well, they need to onboard well. So let's first talk about structured versus ad hoc. Very often I find busy, busy entrepreneurs, business owners, nonprofit executive directors, you know, looking at what they feel is the easiest way to onboard people, which is that ad hoc, better known as on the job onboarding. So while you can definitely include elements of on the job, I do recommend having at least some amount of structure. And I'm talking simplicity. You know me, it's always simple, actionable strategies. And so even if you just use an Excel spreadsheet, a Google sheet, a Word document, whatever it is, create a table that lists the skills that they need to have. Now, when you were choosing them, you already had a list of the skills that were have-to-haves and nice-to-haves, so those will go on here. If they, if there was a, a nice-to-have skill that they don't have, that's got to go on the list too. But of course, there's all the internal processes. How do you get work done inside? So that goes on the list for sure. And then you're going to document very quickly. This doesn't have to take a ton of time, but who's in charge of making sure that they have taken on that knowledge? Have they learned it? And how are they going to gain the knowledge? Are they going to read an FAQ? Is there a video, a webinar? Do they need to shadow someone? Is there a manual they're going to read? Will they spend time with you or someone else on the team to sit down and go over things? So document who and how is in charge of giving the knowledge, passing on the knowledge, and who's in charge of making sure, again, that they've moved through that learning curve. So have at least that amount of structure done and prepared before you're bringing them on board. It will save you tons of time. So here's the problem with complete ad hoc. One, there is so much, I'll call it Q&A pressure. 
when you bring someone new onto the team, they're already wanting to feel like they're doing a good job, like they're impressing other people. They don't want to look stupid or feel like it's taking them too long to learn new things. And if you put all the onus on them to just, hey, if something comes up and you don't know, just go ask a question. One, they feel like they're bothering their team members. Two, if they've been working there a while and they feel like, oh my gosh, what if I should have known this already? I feel weird. I don't want to ask. I just want to figure it out. Three, if they have been there for a while and there's still something they don't know, the team members might start to feel frustrated. Like, are you kidding me? How can you not know this already? Well, if you're totally ad hoc, maybe this opportunity to learn has not presented itself to them yet. So there has to be some amount of structure so that you're not putting all the requirements on them. So have a structured bit of learning, however that's going to happen with follow-up Q&A. So the next is the learning curve. If you're totally ad hoc, That person, like I said, at some point, they're going to start to feel uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, am I learning at the expected rate or am I behind? And if they start to feel behind, they're really uncomfortable. And you or other team members might also start thinking, man, it seems like they're taking too long to really get this job. But again, there's no way to evaluate whether that's true, because they're only learning as the opportunities are presenting themselves, as a particular customer situation comes about and they're involved. And so there's no way for you or the rest of the team to evaluate, hmm, they're moving through the learning curve well, or they're moving through the learning curve too slowly. Either way, this can generate discomfort. So if I'm a new person joining a team and I start wondering to myself, oh my gosh, I can't believe I still have questions, I'm now really uncomfortable and I might stop asking the questions. And then you can have a lot of missteps or slower work or lost productivity. And you don't want that. At the same time, the Q&A model has possibly you or your team being frustrated with someone who maybe actually is going to ultimately be a great team member, but you're jumping the gun and thinking like, wait a minute, it feels like it's taking too long. So you want to know by having that amount of structure how they're doing. Does it seem like they're moving through the learning curve well? Well, let's see. Oh my gosh, we didn't even hit this one yet. So yeah, of course they didn't know that yet. So now you have something to gauge it against to see like, oh, have they have they moved through this learning? Um, have they taken it on? Have I seen them demonstrate that they understand it? Um, and, and you'll be able to see that if they had questions, oh yeah, we didn't have them read that manual yet. They shouldn't know that yet. And you can also give them the encouragement or the feedback, constructive feedback of you are doing great. I know it might start to feel uncomfortable, like it's taking too long, but trust me, you aren't. It takes time to learn all the things. You're doing a great job. Now they can feel comfortable. Oh, good. It's normal versus, oh my gosh, it's taking me too long. And then you can have do a true fact-based assessment to see if they're doing well or need a little extra investment. And at some point, you can say, ooh, the investment's too much. I don't think they're going to have the ability. 
or yeah, they're worth it. They absolutely are going to be amazing. We just need to pour into them a little bit more. The next, without any amount of structure, when do you start holding them accountable? Because, you know, without structure, they can just keep saying, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And the truth is, you don't know if they do or not. So is it a learning curve issue? Is it an attitude or an aptitude issue? Uh, Are they a person who doesn't really care about doing a good job. I mean, hopefully that's not the case, but you can't answer those questions. You don't know when to hold them accountable because you don't have the documentation of whether they've been through the learning yet. So another reason to have that, at least a minimum amount of structure. And again, this will allow for timely evaluation, good constructive or positive feedback, which is one of the innate desires of people. They want to know and feel like they're doing a good job. You can give authentic feedback um, and then take action. So if it needs to be constructive feedback, you're concerned about the time it is taking them while you're using some structured onboarding, you can create a plan. They feel supported. You can say, you know, I feel like it's taking a little bit of extra time. I'm going to have you shadow so-and-so like come up with that plan just like you would for a performance improvement plan for someone who's been on the team for a while you know once you've made an investment in hiring someone you do want them to feel confident and get up to full speed as quickly as possible and um, and also make the evaluation of whether or not they're going to be a good fit and the only way you can do that is by adding some structure to your onboarding so I'm going to recap quickly So add some structure versus complete ad hoc. It can be structure with just the documentation and still be, you know, largely on the job. That's fine. But just make sure that you have someone who is in charge of making sure that they've moved through the learning, like we'll call it the learning opportunity. They've read the manual. They've done the job shadowing, you know, kind of have an order in which these things should happen. And then someone who can check in to see and invite the clarifying questions. Hey, I know that you went through the manual. Do you have any questions? Where are you at with everything? And can also just kind of take a look. I'll tell you, there have been times when I've worked with clients who do not have a good onboarding, nor do they have anyone who new people are accountable to. So for instance, sometimes CPA firms just have pools of people that are there to support the higher level people in the organization. And so they have a big client project or tax time is coming up and they start to pull in the people that they want to work on their individual projects. Well, what tends to happen is if you have some employees that feel like not as productive, not as good, not as knowledgeable, uh, not as good at follow through, those people just get chosen either never or very last. But what you have then is no one's checking in with them. No one's having the conversations to help them be successful and you know, depending on how you look at it, yes, your go-getters, your rock stars, they want the opportunities to work on really cool projects, but also they're probably getting overwhelmed because they're doing extra work. And then meanwhile, the poor performers, which could be great team members if someone invested into them, gave them the feedback, have a lot of extra time, maybe even during tax season. So that's just a little example of, you know, you want to make sure that you're staying on top of the whole onboarding 
process. So, and remember the Q and a pressure on a new person, that's too difficult. People are uncomfortable with clarifying questions anyway. And if they feel like they've been there too long and should know the information, they're going to be even more uncomfortable. And then at the same time, the rest of your team members have their time kind of chunked out like Swiss cheese as they get just ad hoc questions here and there. And it can start to feel frustrating to them. Now you have someone who is already uncomfortable asking questions needing to ask of people who might be acting frustrated uh, through their nonverbals. So that makes it more difficult. Now you have a person who might be appearing to be struggling to get through the learning curve, but maybe it's just they haven't had the opportunity. Something hasn't presented itself to them so that they can learn the information or they're just trying to figure things out on their own because they don't want to bother their team members. Now they're uncomfortable. They don't know if they're doing a good job. And if there are missteps, you don't know if you can hold them accountable because there's no documentation about whether they should already know the processes or not and you're not able to give them good timely feedback and then take action where needed. So please increase productivity and ramp up time with at least some minimum structure to your onboarding. I hope this has helped. And if you need any assistance, reach out to me. I do discovery calls, 20 minutes. We can just check and see how I can help you build your high-performing team. You can go to defeatthedrama.com forward slash call, or I've got my six simple steps of great delegation. If that's one of your issues, it's a free ebook and video. You can grab that by going to defeatthedrama.com forward slash delegation. So I'm Kirsten Ross Vogel. Thanks so much for listening and get out there, make your bigger, bolder impact and have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. 